It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Friday afternoon's Late Lunch. Let's get straight to business today and talk kindness. It's so important in life, it really is. And I think, and I believe, no, I believe it can be a real catalyst for change in this fractious world of ours. So when a lovely book popped in, book popped into my uh, mailbox called Kindness, A User's Guide, my ears pricked up. And I'm delighted to say I have the authors with me on the show today. I want to uh, welcome to Late Lunch, Ali Catterall and Kitty Collins. Hello. Hi, Cherry. Thanks for joining. <laughs> Thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks so much for having us. Let me begin by asking you this: How did you two meet up? Uh, we met at um, a Brexit march. Um, uh, I should say anti-Brexit. Anti-Brexit. I should say, <laughs> just to clarify. Um, gosh, probably what 2015, something like that, and then um, yeah, kept uh, fighting the good fight for several years after that. (laughs) Ali, tell me this about this book, Kindness, A User's Guide. Why did you feel the need to actually write it? Well, let's face it, we're living in admittedly rather grim times, aren't we? You know, we're obviously writing this against the backdrop of a a hideous global pandemic, the likes of which we haven't seen for, you know, over 100 years. Um, Politics is fairly fractious, to say the least, at the moment. Um, and people are just angry. I think, you know, looking at Twitter, it's like a sort of cross between a kind of two minute hate and the kind of Monty Python's argument sketch. You know, people are very angry. And I think um, that there's definitely an argument for saying, look, um, how about this? Let's have a look at kindness. Let's have a look at and particularly non-performative kindness. We're not really interested particularly in the. Uh, sort of, you know, hashtag be kind movement. It's a little bit like, if you know the film With Nell and I, you remember the line, they're selling hippie wigs in Woolworths, you know. <laughs> Kindness has been co-opted a little bit and a bit branded, so it's become a little bit shallow, like it's become a bit of a fad. But we're arguing instead for kind of non-performative um, sort of natural kindness without any expectation of reward or, or recognition. But do you believe that, you know, actual practical acts of kindness, Kitty, are, are crucial as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, completely, 100%. And, and, you know, it's just something that you can sort of do, just factor into your everyday life. Um, you know, just really simple things like picking up the phone to a friend you haven't spoken to for ages, mm. um, becoming more of um, a part of the, your local community, whether it's litter picking or volunteering in some, and, you know, even just um, going into shops and or, you know, just being nice to people, saying please and thank you, that sort of thing. It's, you know, it's just something that, you know, with a bit of practice can be ingrained into everyday life. Mm. Yeah, because I'm thinking here locally in the northeast in Ireland, one group spring to mind. We have a group called Drogheda Dolls and they do an enormous amount of good in a practical sense. You know what I'm talking about, Ali? They actually do acts of kindness. They help people financially to support support them with skills and uh, exchanging gifts that they have. You know what I'm getting at? So it, it all comes together, Ali. Absolutely. And I, I think we're, we're very concerned as well to sort of uh, implement, you know, or, or to sort of suggest these practical changes as well. We have an index at the back of the book, which we thought was very important, um, to have organisations um, and initiatives and drives that are that, that, mm. that do very practical ways of doing this. This isn't, this book is, is not fluffy, <laughs> I that in any respect. It is actually, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's heavy or serious, but it is, 
extremely practical. I mean, there are other, obviously, you, you may be aware of other initiatives in Ireland, for instance, the Dublin Boys Club, a mm. uh, fantastic organisation which encourages men of all ages to sort of drop their guard and honestly share their feelings with other guys. You know, this is an era in which the most common form of death for males under 50 is unfortunately taking their own lives. Um, so I think these things are extremely practical and extremely important in today's world. When I go through your book, and I, I saw that index at the end as well, and it is very useful and it highlights so many different people and organisations. It's brilliant, truly. Um, the yeah. one word that jumps at me, Kitty, right through the book is compassion. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, kindness and compassion go hand in hand completely. And I think, you know, to to empathise um, and, you know, sort of put yourself in other people's shoes is so incredibly important, more so now than ever, probably. And if we were more compassionate, Ali, in all of our lives, do you think it could overcome? You mentioned the fractious nature of the world now. You know, coronavirus is everywhere. We've had Trump in America, Brexit. I don't have to remind you uh, both about uh, the, the implications <laughs> of it, too. Do you honestly yeah. feel or, or do you think that, you know, kindness and compassion and more of it at the ground level, you know, anyone listening today can be kind and compassionate, can, could actually overcome all this strife in the world yes i think i think so incrementally obviously it's a drip 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 and i think it could i mean um you know to paraphrase oscar wilde though we might be in hell some of us are trying to snuff out the flames and i think if enough of us try and do that incrementally i think it can get somewhere you know i I have a line in the intro that you know within the smallest icicle lies an ocean you know however uh, sort of meagre or impotent you feel of this kind of thing. I think just by demonstrating a little bit of selflessness, a little bit of charity and compassion, as mentioned, um, just if enough people do that, then I think little by little, day by day, we we can really make a change. I love where you include the little quotes from famous people historically and today. Dolly Parton, if you see someone without a smile today, give them yours. I can just see her doing that exact thing, Kitty. Yeah, we we love Dolly. Um, Ali, uh, we actually wrote a story about Dolly in the book as well, which Ali wrote, and it was one of the very first stories. And he read it out to me, and I just burst into tears. And she's just oh. such an extraordinary woman. Um, she's done so much. Um, she with her um, literacy project, the Imagination Library. She's um, got one hundred and thirty-five million books into the hands of children. Um, she during the pandemic she had um, story times um, every day called Goodnight with Dolly um, to help children and to reassure them she's done scholarship programs um, she's given money to people that lost their homes in mountain fires and, uh, and most recently of course um, she's saving the world with her mm. contribution to the Moderna vaccine she's just mm. absolutely extraordinary she's we wonderful love Dolly and, and going yeah. back then, historically, Abe Lincoln, uh, the US president, to quote him, when I do good, I feel good. When I do bad, I feel bad. That's my religion. Hey, Ali, would you pop a, a copy of this book in the post to Trump? <laughs> yes, I don't know what he'll use it for, but yes, absolutely. I think he'd benefit from this if he's even partially thinking of imposing himself on the world again. God forbid all uh, all of that type of thing. Look, at when, when you think of life and, and, and the world and you have to say, you know, all the different races, the creeds, nationalities, philosophies, skin colour, orientations. And yet, yet, Kitty, we're all made of the one human beings just with the same needs and desires. How have we messed it up so much? Oh, you tell me, gosh, if we knew the answer to that. Mm. I know. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know. What I would say is that I guess, you know, if we could, you know, it should be top down and sort of just say, you know, our world leaders, you know, Trump, um, you know, thankfully he's not a leader anymore. But, you know, if our leaders demonstrated kindness, hopefully, um, and we're a bit more kind in everyday life, then hopefully it would sort of spread. 
I am with you all the way on this. I know it begins at ground level and we can all make a difference, but we must get to the top as well in politics, business, you name it, that these people as well step back for a moment and consider this. Kindness, compassion as well. I'm going to put you both on the spot in a minute, but I'm going to read one more quote, which I love. Lady Gaga. I feature an artist on my show every week through the week, and she was my artist of the week quite recently here on my programme. And she says, I consider myself to be a kindness punk. I really view my career and even what I'm doing now as a rebellion against all the things in the world that I see to be unkind. And she goes on to say, kindness heals people. Hey, I'll tell you this, Ali. They listen to this woman. She has some influence. Yes, absolutely. I hope so. I mean, we've got a very good spread of people, of, of, of genders and races and, and countries and, and geographies and demographics. I mean, we, we, we absolutely bust a cut making sure that this book was as democratic as possible mm. up to and includes the Sex Pistols and Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Sid Vicious, you can't leave them, leave them out of anything for sure. Now, here, I'm putting you both on the spot. This book is peppered with kindness tips right through, and I loved many of them. But I'm keen to find out what the authors would select as perhaps, uh, you know, their favourite kindness tip. Am I putting you on a bit of thin ice here? Go on, Kitty, your favourite one, please. Um, I think my favourite one is to be kind to yourself, Um and, you know, just to not beat yourself up um, and to treat yourself, you know, whether it's, you know, just a little face mask or something or a nice hot bath and and just, you know, mentally just don't beat yourself up. Um, and I think it's really, really important. It's got to start within you. Great one. Ali, come on, you're on the spot now. You've got to beat that one, can you? <laughs> can I Can I phone a friend? I think my, <laughs> my, my, my favourite tip, and I think one of the most important, actually, and I would say that because I'm saying it, I'm biased, is that if you know someone's going through a rough patch, talk to them, phone them, call them up. We, we, social media is, is largely responsible, I think, for making this society more atomized, unfortunately. And that's, that's not necessarily the fault of the people who designed it, but that's the, what's happened. And I think if you know someone's going through a rough patch, whether they're down or blue or, or something's happened, for heaven's sakes, call them, speak to them. It's really, really important. Loneliness is, is a literal killer, you know, as we mm. point out. Mm. Brilliant. You've picked a, a, a lovely pair there, to be honest, Which, And I finish with Marcus Rashford, where he says, together we have demonstrated the power of kindness and compassion. We've shown that when it comes down to the wire, we will always have each other. What a man he is, what he's done for yeah. children going to school hungry, the stance he's taken, the battering he took after the European Championships. I have such admiration for him and for you too because I love this book I have to say I really do I think uh, everybody should grab a copy of it and digest it and read it and keep it handy and put it into practice every day you've both done really well and I wish you well with it and I love the front cover the cloud with the umbrella beneath and the brightness beneath that it just gets the message across well done and a brilliant liaison Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jerry. Not at all. Take care of yourselves. Thank you for joining me on the show. Bye-bye. That's Ali Catterall there and Kitty Collins who've jointly come together to produce that lovely book, Kindness, A User's Guide. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Stay with us. Your riddle is on the way shortly. Here's your riddle on Friday. Are you ready? What four-letter word can be written forward, backward or upside down and can still be read from left to right? What four-letter word can be written forward, backward or upside down and can still be read from left to right? Answers, please, to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. I have a nice little prize for you today on late lunch. That's a handy one. I'm going easy on you today. And just reminding you, there's a coffee day and cake sale happening in Darver Community Centre right now up until half four. And they take a wee break and it's on this evening from half six to half eight. It's an aid of North Louth and RD Hospice Home Care. Support them. If you're in the area at all, drop into Darver Community Centre. They'd be delighted to see you. Louise, acts of kindness. What about last night? I was at the match in the Aviva Stadium, Ireland and Portugal. Little Ava was with us oh, and Kieran, her dad. Oh, she'd so never. 50,000 50, plus. Yeah. She'd never been in a stadium like that before and she just loved it. She was singing and everything with the crowd and we thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great old game now for mm. nil nil. You know what I mean? It could have gone either way. Uh, but Ronaldo, what about the wee one that ran out in the pitch at Wasn't the end? She great? Addison Whelan is her name. Two barriers. And he, he hugged her. 
And he took off his shirt and gave it to her. What an act of kindness. And when she came round in front of us, right below us, her dad was there to meet her and the photographers. I'm sure it's all over the papers today. Mm. But there's a sting in the tail, you tell there me. Is. It was a great act of kindness by Ronaldo, but she's banned now from, from the stadium until her dad pays a fine of 3,000. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. Desperate. Oh, no. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That's what I'm... she told. I heard her on... Uh, one of the news uh, this morning and that's what she said she's banned now until her dad pays 3,000 come on Football Association of Ireland you need all the kudos you can get on, because Ronaldo, pay it for it. Uh, well <laughs> he just might you he know may. he's a decent fella he's one of the most brilliant footballers of all time they he's booed him they booed him last night Why? every time he touched the ball I'd say it was Liverpool fans in the audience, yeah. Liverpool fans were booing the hell. And other fans as well. And then at the end, they couldn't stop applauding him when he gave the shirt mm. to the wee one. What hypocrites. What absolute hypocrites in the crowd last night. He's a genius. He's a world class. He's one of the greatest players ever. And that's what and a huge so section... off the pitch. Yes, of the fans in Lansdowne Road did. I nearly puked when I heard them. Honest to God. <laughs> Come on, you boys in green. I was green in the face listening to you gobdaws booing him. Anyway, and then at the end torn coats alley cats cheering them at the end go away and don't be annoying me anyway okay, well women were done. cheering when he took off the jersey <laughs> oh listen listen god god there were women collapsing left right and centre <laughs> the way I have to say Ireland did well last night in the second half that tippy tappy football at the back I have no time for it in the first half but when they tightened up and played it a bit more long as well and combined it they were great. The goalkeeper's fantastic. Oh, jeez, he's a great player. And the forward, Agbonne, he was terrific as well. He should have got man of the match. But anyway, let's see will we beat Luxembourg on Sunday. That's a real test you for us we now. Will? Well, we better, the way we're going. We have to beat Luxembourg. And if we don't, it'll Hurry be on only one competitive win. One competitive, despite all the football and everything, we have to beat Luxembourg. There's no doubt about it. We'll be talking sport a little bit later on to David Sheehan. Coming up after two on the show, Tony Hines. Oh, this man makes the most beautiful palm-free soap. We're going to hear his story on late lunch. But on the theme of kindness, there is only one song we can play on the way to news and weather it too. Yes, it is the man himself. It is. Let's have it, Louise. Hit it there. Here he comes. Yeah, you know him as well. Glenn Campbell, the kindness man. If you see your brother standing by the road With a heavy load The seeds he sowed And if you see your sister falling by the way Stop and say when you're going the wrong way. When you've got to try a little kindness, get show a little kindness, and then shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, and you'll overlook the blindness, narrow-minded people on the narrow-minded Oh, you could hear in there Mark O'Driscoll's voice and him uh, reading the news there, couldn't you? With the Tidy Towns Awards being uh, doled out today. Well done to Ennis. I don't know how they do it. It's a big town and it's beautiful and they've won it again. But you see, our Mark was delighted because Cove won in its category. Sure, he's over the moon with it. Well done to all in Cove and all the winners as well today at the awards. It is fantastic. And all the people who give of their time voluntarily, it's a great, great credit to them. Now, just to remind you about our LMFM Radio Bingo. Next week's jackpot is €7,600 and there are other fantastic prizes as well because Anne Morgan from The Knoll, Patricia Harding from Slane and Karen Jones who lives in Navin all won €600 recently playing LMFM Radio Bingo. Don't forget you can play next week. Uh, You can get your uh, books online lmfm.ie and remember there are lots of outlets right across the North East where you can purchase them as well and play the best of luck to you there. Now COP27 COP on (laughs) COP27 is the next one but COP26 is uh, finishing up as we speak today and the word in the world is sustainability going forward and my next guest well his business is playing its part because I'm delighted to welcome to late lunch this afternoon Tony Hines and he's the man who produces lovely sustainable soap, shampoos, deodorants and laundry bars. Hello Tony. 
Hi, uh, Jerry. Thanks very much for having me on. How are you doing? I'm doing really well indeed. Well, yours is just a terrific story. Hey, boy, but here's the thing. So you're at this 25 years? We've been doing it for 25 years. Ever, ever since we've now moved back to, to Ireland, we've been making soap, yes, yes, and, and in, a, in a sustainable way. So the message has been through your business and an integral part of your business for years and years. Do you think in that time, like it's a long time, and of course there's another half involved as well here. Cathy, we have to give her a shout out. Do you think that in that time and today with all that's going on, is there a greater awareness and is that bringing more custom to you? To be honest, there is a, there's a growing awareness now, Jerry, as, as time goes on. Um, Basically, when we when we started producing way back when, even ourselves, we weren't quite aware of the uh, of, of the, the climate change, what was going on in the world. But you know, we've all educated ourselves, and we're now becoming to realise what's happening in the world. You know, so what climate change is a big is a big factor in that. Huge, 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 huge. So what's the story with what you do? Let's talk about the soap specifically. That it's it doesn't have palm oil. Tell us, explain about that. Its significance. Right, okay. Well, way back when, when we started, Jerry, we did use palm oil. Um, and it wasn't around about till 2008 we started to realise that the damage was being caused, you know, using palm oil. Uh, I must admit, though, it coincided with the time we decided to take a sabbatical from producing soap. Um, we took a little bit of a break there. Um, basically, we, we use we used, uh, alternatives now. We're using coconut oil and sunflower oil, olive oil and shea butter. And those things are all sustainable and come together to produce a product that's better than, or you wouldn't know the difference from the mass produced. Is that what you're saying? Well, we're saying our, our, our soap is better. We, <laughs> yeah. we, use, we manufacture what they call a cold process method. So basically it's a very, very low energy method of producing soap. All we need to do really is to get the, the, the fats, the coconut oils to just melt, which is around about 30 degrees. So it's very, very low energy input into it. And what by doing that, it retains all the goodness of, of all the ingredients you're putting into the soap. Mm. And they're not, lo- not lost in, in heat exchange or anything like that. So by the end of it, you're getting, you're getting a pure product, a much more natural product as well, which is much better for your skin. Explain the word. The environment. Yeah, the environment do very important. Explain the word saponification. Saponification is a mixture of a, a, a fatty acid with a base, uh, and that becomes soap. Basically, any any fatty acid can be saponified. I'm not the expert on this now, Jerry. To be honest with you, this is this is Kathy's territory, but yeah. I'll explain it as best I can. <laughs> so basically, what you do, you you, you mix a base with uh, an acid um, at a certain temperature. Each each oil has its own saponification value, so it will require a certain amount of base to cause that reaction. Right. Reaction then, what it does, it heats up, it, it saponifies, and it becomes a gel and then sets into a solid mass. You've done very well. So you'd have to know all about it. You're involved in it for so long, I have to say. It's just a word that jumped out at me. And I said, I must get him to explain that. It's not a word that people <laughs> be, be, be very aware of. No. Did you wash your face this morning? I saponified my face today. Yes, I must remember that. That's a nice little turn of phrase. Anyway, phrase. <laughs> you are, as you say yourself, there is a low input into this. You even use fresh rainwater. I know that as well. But Given that no you shortage of that. No, absolutely. Well, listen, come here, Tony. Will you take over Irish water for us? Just do me a favour, <laughs> because you'd wonder when we have a few dry weeks, you'd think there wasn't a dribble in this country. Don't get me started on that one. Anyway, here's here's the thing. Um, you are low input into this. You mix it yourself. There's no mass produced. There's no big machinery or anything. Does that mean that you have to really charge a premium? Um... We're trying to be fair about it. I mean, we, 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 what we do, we, we kind of, we supply a premium product, what we would classify as a, as a, as a premium, almost luxury product. But what we want to try and do, Jerry, is make it accessible to, to everybody. Um, it, it shouldn't be an exclusive product. So we are, we've tried our utmost now to keep our prices down as far as we possibly can. We, we do a lot of work ourselves. We employ family, not to say they don't get a fair wage, and we also employ people from the local community. We keep it all all local as as best we can. Mm. Um, and so, no, we we charge we charge not a premium price. We don't. We wouldn't consider it to be a premium price anyway. Yeah, a luxury product. Well, you know, you've got to pay people. 
you've got to make this business work for you as well. And you know something? I'm willing to pay that extra if it's a little extra or whatever. Because you know what there is in this world and this country and where we are? There's a race to the bottom with food. You know this and a lot of things as well. And it's not right because at the end of the day, you've got to pay a fair wage. You've got to make a few pounds in the business. And what you produce yep. is absolutely wonderful. I, I know that and I've heard about you. And I know our Louise loves your products as well. She does. She yeah. does yeah. She's a big yeah. fan. But tell me, this, tell me this about um, uh, your route to market. How do you, you get out there? Because you are a small business. Have you a network of outlets that sell your stuff or what happens? Do you sell directly online? I take it you do. We do. We, we, sell, we sell directly online through palmfree.ie, which is our website. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to have a look at that now. But we also now, what we decided to do was not go through a distributor. We decided to cut out the middleman. So we sell directly to the end users, not the end users, to the, uh, the retailers. So, like, um, I'd say 90% of the health food stores throughout Ireland would, would carry uh, a range of our products. Very and we sell direct to them. Very That's good. Because we, we have that, we build a relationship as well with the, the retailer. And we can speak them on a one-to-one basis about the product rather than have a distributor as a middleman, mm. you know, who really just is interested on the, uh, on the figures at really at the end of the day. <laughs> yes, sure thing. So uh, you, the, a range of outlets around the country and online, palmfree.ie is uh, where you can That's check right, yeah. out uh, what Tony and the crew uh, do down there. But you've moved, you've migrated. So I mentioned shampoo, deodorant. Deodorant is a big thing. You know, people are worried about this wish-wish that we put under each arm every morning. Yes. Yes, there's a lot of aluminium salts and harmful products that go in it. If, but basically, if you, if you read the back of, especially the, the aerosol cans now, I mean, it, people are generally seem to be phasing them out now and going for a more solid version, hmm. um, which is a good thing as well, because if you read the back of a, an aerosol can, it, you read the list of ingredients, it's flammable ingredients, harmful ingredients. Um, what we're producing is a, is a cocoa butter-based deodorant bar. It's a solid deodorant bar. And basically what we do, we melt the the cocoa butter, and we infuse it with the herbs. And it's a, it's a beautiful mixture then. And then we, we mix that in with a, a very, very small amount of sodium bicarbonate and um, bentonite clay as well, which helps absorb moisture. And you just roll it on under the arm? Actually, you, 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 you dry the arm. Basically, they, they look like they're, they're biscuit-sized, is what they are, Jerry, in different shapes. Mm-hmm. And you basically hold it gently against the, the, under the arm. And when it starts to melt, you just, you just rub it gently under the arm. And that's it. Twenty-four hour protection. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing a, I'm doing a commercial there. I didn't mean to do that. Well I just couldn't. Well done. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> and what's a laundry bar? A laundry bar. This is something we developed now because it, we use it. You can use it for like it's great for stain removal. Um, it's it's a solid, very much coconut based bar, which is a really really solid. It's a pure white bar. Um, it's great. I, mean, I used one. With, I was going to um, an award ceremony there last week um, and my shirt collar, I noticed it was a little bit dingy. So one of, the, one of the laundry bars damped it down, rubbed it on, put it in the wash and it come out absolutely fantastic. And it can be used for washing dishes as well. Yeah, right. So you have you have a lovely range of products, I have to say, there. Lovely range, but not too varied. Yes. We tried, soap would be our, our main, number our main one. focus. Yeah, mm, yeah, mm. would be our number one, yeah. Are you heading for the RDS from the 1st to the 5th of December? We are indeed, Jerry. Yes, we shall be there. Hopefully now we're keeping our fingers crossed that there's, there's no restrictions imposed and it's all going ahead as yeah. planned. Yes, mm. we'll be at Gifted, yeah. We will indeed. Because it was a big loss last year. By God, that fair is so popular and gets such support. And I take it it's important to you guys as well. It's fabulous. I mean, the best part now of, of, of us doing Gifted is actually we get to meet end users. Now, end users would buy through our website predominantly or through the, the health food stores, but to actually meet the end user, to talk to them, to promote our product in person... It's a, it's a fabulous experience. It's a great, it's a great social experience, which we've, we've all missed over these, these last months. Yes, yes. And your t- cock of the walk down that neck of the woods today with Ennis winning Tidy Town. 
I only heard about that on your show, actually, Jerry. <laughs> <There> <laughs> Honestly, we, we've been out busy. We're busy out making <laughs> making batches of soap this morning. So I've just taking a, a break you, from it now. You know, Claire, it's the clean county of Ireland, top town, the best soap in the world. God Almighty, you're lovely people all together with all that's going on down there. But it's look, a at, win-win, isn't it? It is win-win. a win-win. Yeah, you yeah. are a great story, Tony. You really are, and uh, I admire what you've done and, uh, and what you're doing. And just Thank to say, you. you will be at the big fair in the RDS. Please, God, all going well from the 1st to the 5th of December people will be able to meet you there I wish you well continued success lovely to talk to you and you too Jerry. thank you very much for having me on the show cheers not at all you're very welcome take care now bye 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 isn't he lovely Tony Hines there and they are really great people there is big concern about all the stuff that's in this that and the other and I spray the stuff under my arm every day as well I do think about it there you are. There's a different way of doing it and a much more ecological way. And remember his packaging as well. I just didn't mention that one there. He's very conscious of the packaging. They only use eco-friendly stuff there as well. It is great to hear and they're well positioned for the future. Late lunch, LMFM radio. From soap to soup. Yeah, that's late lunch for you. Tara Walker will be with us in a wee while. We break. Back in a moment. Well, folks, I have to tell you that I'm so happy and, and so happy today. I was so happy yesterday, but I just couldn't tell you at that stage. But you see... I'm a gang gang again. (laughs) I am indeed. I'm just thrilled, I have to tell you, because you know Ava and Pippa are my granddaughters. And yesterday, Pippa has a little brother and his name is Harry. Harry Kelly. He arrived yesterday, Louise, you know. know. He's gorgeous. In around the time we were going on air on the show. And I just have to say the greatest congratulations to Shauna. Shauna Kerwin and my son Jared on the arrival of little Harry. He's gorgeous. He really is. Mm. And he was a big Should boy. Little, he was a thing. big boy, wasn't he? He really was. And uh, mum and baby doing well. And I have to say that from all the Kellys and from the Kerwins, we're delighted for you. All oh, the families are just thrilled with this little fella arriving. And of course, he's a cousin for Ava and Ben. And as I said, little brother to Pippa as well. And we just can't express the joy that it's brought us and the happiness at that everything has gone well and he's arrived safely into this world. And, uh, and can you get kind of mini fishing rods, baby ones? <laughs> you can get mini, <laughs> mini anything you want. Of course you can. Of course you can. And that was the, the message Jared sent to me as well, you know, about him. And I remember bringing Jared, my son, fishing as well when he was little as well. And by God, he could fish, I can tell you that. And, um, you know, he that was his message to me when he told me. And the emotion of it all is at this time is just... It's, it's just, so lovely coming up to Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, when, when when I got the news to think of, of little Harry, it brought me back to my dad, Brendan. And when when I think now of my father, Brendan, me, my son, Jared and Harry and the generations, mm-hmm. you know, of Kelly's. And when when I went, I remember when Jared was born and I went to my mother and father's house, Mary and Brendan, and I told them about Jared. And then when they met him for the first time, oh, my God. And all that came back to me oh. yesterday. I thought of my father and I thought Very of that emotional. time. Oh, such an emotional time. It's unbelievable. I'm just filling up a little bit here as I think of them all, you know, but it's it's a special time. And I say it again to anybody when I became a granddad first with Ava and then with Pippa and now with Harry. It's a different aspect to your life, Louise. It's totally mm-hmm. the love for grand, love for I love for everybody in my family deeply, and I, I do as much as I can for them. But uh, the love for grandchildren is—I never thought never I'd thought experience before, yeah. this in my life. I really wouldn't. So again, to Shauna, I know she's listening in today. Shauna, we can't see you at the moment. We'll see you soon, please God, and see him as well. We have the pictures. We're thinking of you and love you, love you so much. And Jared and Pippa and all of our family, you know, Ava, everybody. It's just fantastic time. It really is. And I wanted to play a song for Harry today on the show. And, you know, there are, you know, the ones we, we played, the regular yeah. ones you play when a <laughs> baby arrives. And what do I pick? But you know something? I want to go back for Harry today and I want him to take this one with him through his life because I'm going back quite a while. I'm going back to 1964 and a song that I know my parents loved and the words of this song I want you to listen to the words of this song because it's the words that say everything because these words I'll always live for as long as I live for little Harry and all my children and family but here it is for baby Harry Kelly today from me to you
Welcome to my world Won't you come on in Miracles I guess Still happen now and then Step into my heart Leave your cares behind Welcome to my world Built with you in mind Knock and the door will open Baby Harry, welcome to my world. I think he's already stepped into your heart. (laughs) He has. (laughs) He has indeed. Oh my God, that song, the words of that song rung in my mind when I was thinking, you know, of playing a wee song from today on the show. And that song, it still speaks volumes about, you know, we were talking about kindness at the top of the Mm -hmm. show and love and you know, understanding and caring and everything like that. That's what it's about. It's Jim about Reeves. What a voice. What a voice that man had. He was just sensational. So he was, I will feature him. I have to feature mm-hmm. him one week here uh, on my uh, as my artist of the week. But it goes back in time, that song. But it's a timeless song. The uh, words and lyrics and emotions of it still ring true to this very day. And it's for little Harry, who's just a day old today and uh, as I say again we're absolutely thrilled and over the moon and wish Sean and Jared and himself and Pippa all the very best again Late Lunch LMFM Radio still to come on the show how are you at the soup making? <laughs> I'm actually not too bad yeah yeah yeah. Oh, no, yeah yeah, Slap okay. on me back for that one oh, day, good, yeah. <laughs> good on you. <laughs> anyway, you know we'll continue our uh, series of seasonal soups this afternoon on the show with Tara Walker. And what have we done already? We've had the veggie, we've had the seafood cherry, cherry was last yeah. week, wasn't it? We did the carrot, lentil and harissa. It was a beautiful mm-hmm. soup. There's five in the series. There's number four today. And today... Louise, one of my favourites. You'll hear me, sure. I'm waxing lyrical about it. I can actually still taste it as I'm talking about it ahead of the uh, the visit to East Coast Cookery School. Mushroom soup. How are you with mushrooms? <clears throat> <laughs> you took a gulp there. Well, that's all right. You don't have to say that. And I understand. You're not a mushroom fan. I am I love mushrooms in a pan with salt and pepper. Okay. But soup, not much. Oh, Louise. Unless it's one particular brand. you hear Tara. It, it's a simple. Very picky, I'm Oh, well, when I tell you, this is a simple soup to make. And the way she does it is just so easy. So it is. I, I have a penchant, as you know, for mushrooms. And especially uh, the soup end of things. But by God, this is uh, something to behold. Anyway, Tara's coming with the soup in a moment. Still to come after that on late lunch. Yes, we're looking at sport. The sporting weekend with David Sheehan. And, of course... I will be concluding uh, my Artist of the Week, who are, of course, Simon and Garfunkel. If you have anything to say to us, will I do the riddle once more? Oh, it's too easy. It's too easy. I'll give it to you once more. Anyway, here's the riddle on Friday for a nice prize. What four-letter word can be written forward, backward or upside down and can still be read from left to right? One more time. What four-letter word can be written forward, backward or upside down and can still be read from left to right?
head from left to right. Answers please to 086 1800 658 by text or WhatsApp and we'll uh, tell you who's won the prize before the end of the show. It's an easy one. I'm in a real kind and giving mood this afternoon. Stay with us on Late Lunch. I'm off to East Coast Cookery School next. We're back in East Coast Cookery School. It's another seasonal soup and I have to say this is my favourite. And me too, Jerry. And you know, when you were coming out today, I actually remember, do you remember we did a mushroom hunt about six years ago here from the cookery school and we went foraging in the local woods and we made the most gorgeous mushroom soup that afternoon. Now I am just using mushrooms from the shop today but if you can get different types of mushrooms you know if you had maybe some chanterelles or you know some porcini mushrooms or whatever that would be lovely but I'm just using button mushrooms for today. I remember that day well. Cartown House and Bill O'Dea He's Ireland's number one mycologist, joined you here. And there was a great crowd on that. And it was one of those days that I'll always remember. We had a great haul of mushrooms. We had a great time. And actually, I had little photos of it came up on my memories the other day. And I was just very fondly remembering. It was a lot of fun. We cooked up the mushrooms very plainly at first, once we sorted through them out on the patio. And then we came in and did a few more kind of formal recipes with them. Mushroom soup. It's the way to this kitty's heart, I have to say. (laughs) And mine. Everyone in this house, bar my daughter, love mushroom soup. (laughs) What is it about mushrooms with people in general? Like, some people just can't take them. They'll say to you, it's the texture. I kind of understand that. I mean, I can empathise with that. And that's my daughter's issue with it. But funny enough, my husband, when he first moved to Ireland 20 years ago, he didn't like mushrooms either. And now... Like he'd have mushrooms on the side of every dish he has. You know, he loves them. They're so beautiful in terms of that umami, you know, that really savoury flavour. They're absolutely gorgeous. So here we go again with the onion into the pot. Butter and uh, rapeseed oil this time or just butter? I'm just sticking with butter for today. And uh, Tara, as is her want, sprinkles with salt to do the necessary and keep everything right. And I see a big bowl of mushrooms all ready to go here, chopped up to uh, form the basis, of course, of this beautiful, beautiful mushroom soup. So those onions browning off nicely there, a bit of colour coming into them. And as I said, you have this huge bowl. (laughs) Look at the amount of mushies that are here. I have two packs of mushrooms or nearly 500 grams in there. And they will obviously sweat down quite small now. So I'm just putting them in with the onions. The onions are just starting to to kind of get a little bit of caramelisation on them and soften. So I'm popping the mushrooms in now. Now, they'll release a lot of moisture. They will, and that's why we're just going to be, again, as always, cautious with the amount of stock we add in at the beginning. But what we want to do, it's a really nice trick with mushrooms, actually, generally speaking, and I do this even at the weekends for mushrooms for brunch, is cook them kind of a little bit slowly. So what happens is all of the moisture just oozes out of them, basically seeps out, but then it'll actually start to reabsorb that moisture again. So they basically are then cooking in their own juices, which is just gorgeous. You have a little garlic on the side there. Are you going to add that in a moment? I am, Jerry. I'm going to add a bit of garlic. And actually, I'm going to pop out to the garden and get a few sprigs of thyme. But they are optional. They'll reduce in size as well. Like the pot is full to the brim at the moment. But it's amazing the way they reduce. They really do. They go to nearly half the size, I suppose, don't they? And I'm going to get the lid on now and give them about five to ten minutes. Okay, so let's have a look at the mushrooms. Off with the lid. Here we go. Oh, what a change. Yeah, they're about half the size they were, aren't they? Yeah. And there is still a little bit of the nice mushroomy liquid in there. So we let that just simmer for another couple of minutes. And then we're going to add um, a tablespoon of flour just to help thicken it a little bit our stock and a little bit of cream and then we're going to blitz it up and I forgot to say I had a little bit of thyme in there I was going out to the garden to get it so I added that in there as well with the flour mushrooms at the ready blitzer on standby yes so you can see they've reduced down quite a lot and I'm actually going to add a dash of milk in now and I will be finishing off with a little bit of cream as well but if I just used all cream it would be very very rich you know and I don't want it that rich so I'm going to just pop a bit of milk in first and now I'm going to blitz and the shape and form of the mushrooms disappears as Tara gets that blitzer in there doing its job and it does it very quickly, it really does and you you can see the classic mushroom consistency of soup developing instantly there isn't it lovely isn't it gorgeous and look this the head of this blitzer i have is actually wider than your average one which if you're a soup fan i think is a good thing to have especially if you make big batches of it because you know you could be standing for quite a while and of course you could use a liquidizer as well they drive me mad i have a couple of liquidizers but it just drives me mad pouring it in and then pouring it back in and all of that so i just prefer to use a stick blender 
Oh, they're so handy, they are. And there you are, that's done there in jig time. And we're almost ready to go again to taste this wonderful mushroom soup. Yes, mushroom, another in the series we're doing with Tara Walker from East Coast Cookery School, seasonal soups. And the cream. I'm just popping a little dash of cream in now. So you're having a little taste for the seasoning? Yeah, I'm just having a little taste. I've put my cream in and I've stirred it through. Mmm. I'm not going to alter that seasoning. I'm very happy with it. So let's serve up. That's what I like to hear this part of the day. Yes, it's fantastic. And I said to you earlier on, I simply adore mushroom soup. In another episode, of course, the seafood chowder, magnificent, simply magnificent, and I love it too. I don't know what it is. I've always loved mushroom soup, always have. And I'm just dying to taste this now. Just made here real time with Tara in East Coast Cookery School. I've watched her take it from scratch to a bowl here and my oh my it really looks the part it smells the part I'm 100% sure it's going to taste the part as well do you have it in the bowl there another little just a little swirl of cream on the top yeah a little swirl so I've put the cream in and I've actually stirred it through and then this is really just for a garnish so a little swirl of cream and then I'm going to pop a little tiny bit of thyme on And then I'm finishing with a little secret ingredient, which is a little bit of truffle oil. Now, this is a bit chefy, I suppose, but look at that. This is going to give gorgeous extra flavour to the mushrooms. And have a taste of that, Jerry. I will indeed. I'm just dying to talk into this. And I have to take a little bit of the truffle oil as well. Let me have a taste of mushroom soup a la Tara Walker, East Coast Cookery School. Tara, I have to say, it's simply gorgeous. And all of the soups have been that you've done. But there's something about that. What do I say? I can get the little touch of thyme that you just garnished with there. The truffle oil certainly is in there. You know what I mean? And it's a lovely, it's a lovely combination. But the mushroom soup itself. Wow. Yeah, I mean, in a way, look, I'm after garnishing with a bit of truffle oil and and thyme there. You possibly don't need it because there is thyme in the soup. And mushrooms just on their own just have such beautiful flavour to them. But I think the... Truffle oil actually intensifies the flavour of the mushroom, if you see what I mean. That's what it is. Mm. That's what I was trying to express there. It does. It really does. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, talk about simple soup. That's the simplest soup you could make. Yeah, it's one of those things, though. You kind of can get it wrong very easily. Mm. That happened to my husband um, during the lockdown and he just fancied it one day. And mainly, I think what went wrong for him was that he didn't sweat off the mushrooms for as long. So do you remember we did that and we allowed all the juices to be reabsorbed? And then I think he maybe just put too much stock and too much milk in. So as I was saying to you earlier about checking the amount of like reducing the amount of stock that the recipe calls for because some mushrooms are more absorbent than others and so sometimes you're going to need a little bit more or a little bit less you can always add more in it's hard to take it out and that's what happened to him it over diluted and the flavour just wasn't there Fantastic you've made my day my week my month my winter season my soup season with this beautiful mushroom soup eastcoastcookeryschool.ie check it out lots going on in the school here over the coming weeks and months and of course the the recipes are there too Tara you know the way to a man's heart (laughs) good to see you as always Jerry. thanks a million for coming out Kim Carnes and Betty Davis eyes on your late lunch this Friday afternoon. Timeless song, isn't it? It really is. Anyways, uh, heading to a short break on late lunch. I'm overwhelmed with your kindness today. I really am. We started talking about kindness and the messages I'm getting about little Harry, my new grandson, are just overwhelming. They really are. Thank you indeed for your lovely thoughts. I'll come back to them in a moment on the show. Stay with us on late lunch. I think Louise got it this week. It's fair to say you got it, didn't you? You got it. You did get it. I think you did an act well, of re- kindness to me <laughs> and gave me an easy one this week. I'll read it once more. You can give the answer. What four-letter word can be written forward, backward or upside down and can still be read from left to right? Noon. Noon is right. Noon. N-O-O-N. And we have loads of right entries today. Anyway, there can be one winner and we have a nice little gift to send out to Pat Wardick in County Mead today. Well done to you, Pat. You got it right, Noon, as did so many others. A bit of fun on Friday trivia on Late Lunch. Thanks for participating and I'll bring you another riddle next week. Ah, oh, Louise, the messages are lovely. They're really lovely. Really heartfelt. Ah, oh, there's so many messages from listeners. Thank you so much. My, Blankets uh, mean so much They do. Well, 
they do. And and look at these messages. This this sums up. I have to say hello to David Carey this afternoon and Aileen. I haven't heard from David in a while. Hope you're all keeping well. But David and Car- uh, David and uh, herself, our grandparents as well. David and Aileen, our grandparents. Fia Marie Carey arrived on the 23rd of September and David, like myself, was thinking of his mam. You know what I mean? You mm. think of those who passed on at those the time. Didn't meet them. Yes, when a new life arrives. And uh, congratulations to you both, David. Lovely to hear from you. Hope all is well with you. Philip Murray, my friend, thank you indeed. Joanne Grendon, Pauline Connor, and so on they go. But listen to these. I've just picked out a selection for you. Jerry, you have me in floods of tears. My first grandchild arrived five months ago in Australia. And I'm popping out to cuddle him soon. Isn't that just lovely? Brilliant. Just waiting to get clearance. Enjoy your new arrival. Lovely. Jerry, you're amazing. So loving and kind. We all have the same love for our family, past and present. I'm in tears here. Tears of joy uh, as I listen to you. Congrats, Jerry, says another one in family. The love we have for our grandchildren is wonderful and amazing. I'm dancing around the kitchen with my one-year-old grandson, Adam to your song yes Jim Reeves welcome to my world thanks indeed they go on and they go on I'd, I'd be reading them here in a list if I kept going but thank you so much for all your kind words and good wishes I really really do appreciate it uh, back to Ronaldo um, for a second and that 3000 mm. fine um, I honestly think I want to say it again in the theme of kindness and goodness please don't implement that fine don't ban that child. A fellow ran out to the pitch. There was another fellow on the pitch last night. I don't know yeah, whether you saw, I that. saw that. And yeah. he was hooshed out. Mm. It's a little girl. You know what I mean? And did you see Ronaldo, his kindness to her? God almighty, there has to be a um, a better ending. You did say I one thing. they have to kind of I know, I know the rules are the rules or people will be off it. But yeah, look, yeah. At, there has to, <laughs> everything is in black and white. There has to be a little grey. You did make a suggestion <laughs> for her, I didn't you? if she sold the, the jersey, she'd get a lot more than 3,000. But you know what? That child just wants that jersey. Mm. He's our hero. She ain't yeah. going to sell that jersey. She'll I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised, Louise, to see somebody step in yeah. if it's not even Ronaldo to pay that fine. What kudos yeah, that would bring people and be done with it and have it all over. I think that would be just the, the Her right. club might even, Shelburne. Well, is she associated with Shelburne? I think so. Oh yes, I could be wrong. Shelbourne have lots of so. money and dosh at the moment. They have backers and they have Damien Duff in there. Maybe Damien can put a word in. He worked for the FAI for, with them as well. And I know rules are rules, but at times, God, God Almighty, let's have a happy ending to that story. It would be fantastic to hear. Anyway, today is a very special day for a lovely couple. I met them uh, during the week. Their names are Tony and Mary Hewitt. Hello, Tony and Mary. I know today is a big day for you. They are 36 years married today. Congratulations to the Hewitts. And, Louise, they love this fella. Hit it there for the Hewitts. When no one else can understand me When everything I do is wrong You give me hope and consolation You give me strength to carry on And you're always there To lend a hand In everything I do That's the wonder The wonder You just got to let it end. Yes, it's Mr. Elvis Presley with the London Philharmonic Orchestra. And that's especially today for Tony and Mary Hewitt, who are celebrating the 36th wedding anniversary. Well done to you. Congratulations. And they love Elvis Presley. I know uh, that we girl is a Shelburne player. Yes, you confirm that. Yes, yeah. on the 13th, she plays for uh, with Shelburne, Addison Wheel. And so I'm sure something will be done to sort that out right away ASAP coming up now on Late Lunch it's the news weather and sport but afterwards I conclude my week of Simon and Garfunkel with a cracking number and David Sheehan looks ahead to a big weekend in sport Thanks indeed for all your comments. They're still coming in to me here. I really appreciate it. Patricia says, you're in it. Lovely to hear from you, Patricia. And Blanche, this afternoon, you have a little fishing buddy now, Jared. Of 
course I do. Of course I do. Congratulations, Jerry. Wonderful news. Love your show. Both you and Louise brighten my day. Thank you. And if you could play more Jim Reeves, please, as your artist of the week would be fantastic. He will be my artist of the week. I promise you, Marie. He has some voice. He really has. Jerry, a total disgrace. The FAI on this little girl. I know you said rules are rules, but why didn't they apply the rules to John Delaney? Oh, you're on the money, whoever you are today. It's PJ actually sent us in that. Well done. Uh, hi, Jerry. I would like to thank the Drogheda Borough Council for the great repair job done on the roundabout at the industrial estate beside Lidl. One or two more repairs completed this week. So important. Give credit where credit's due. I often criticise, but when there's credit, yes, we're delighted to hand it out as well. Now, my artist of the week this week are Simon and Garfunkel, as you know. So what's Simon and Garfunkel's musical legacy over 50 years on from their heyday? Well, at their peak, they were roundly criticised. They were at times in some quarters who said that they were questionable musically, having a timid, contrived approach, muted lyrics, and too clean a sound. Can you believe it? However, the greater constituency viewed them as having intuitive harmonies. They certainly had. Being folk music revivalists, producing articulate songs and songwriting. I have to say, I go along completely with the latter, as their songs resonate today more than ever. And look, the facts speak for themselves, don't they? 100 million, in excess of 100 million record sales, nine Grammy Awards, four Hall of Fames, and a Music Industry Lifetime Achievement Award. Well, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? For Simon and Garfunkel's place in the pantheon of music history. And today, I finish my look at them and their music with this one. Yes, it just had to be. The Boxer. Just a poor boy, though my story is seldom told I squandered my resistance For a pocket full of mumbles, such are promises Simon and Garfunkel, my artists of the week on Late Lunch this week The curtain falls on them, they were fantastic and what a song that is Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Big weekend in sport ahead. Soccer, rugby and hurling. And looking ahead to the action with me in a moment is David Sheehan. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. And as I mentioned earlier on in the show, I was at the Aviva Stadium last night to see Ireland draw 0-0 with Portugal. They have one more game left in the World Cup qualifying series. Really nothing to play for. But David Sheehan, there is a lot to play for. This game against Luxembourg is a big one in terms of Stephen Kenny's future. Yeah, it is. And I mean, if you were watching the... I know you said you were at the game last night, but for those of us who were watching it at home, the conversation after the game on RT between Liam Brady and Richie Sadlier was very interesting. Richie Sadlier was all for giving Stephen Kenny a contract now. Liam Brady seemed to want to wait a bit longer. He hasn't seen enough just yet. Um, and I think those those people out there who have doubts about Stephen Kenny or for whatever reason don't think he should continue on in the job, they'll be watching this game on Sunday very closely. And I think, you know, we've seen what Luxembourg did to us at home, disastrous 1-0 defeat. And as, as has been said by, by many people before, like Ireland have no divine right to go and expect to beat teams like this. But it is an important game for him. And I think if he if they don't get the win on, on Sunday, it will leave maybe a few lingering doubts there. I, I do think Stephen Kenny will get a new contract and be kept on. I, I think, you know, things are moving in the right direction. You were there last night yourself. You would have seen the atmosphere and, seen how the team played but uh, I think yeah, there is a certain amount of pressure on, on, on this that the, the goodwill that's been built up over the last few matches needs to be kind of copper fastened and bookended by a good result on, on Sunday which of course is a win Yes because it's only one win in competitive fair that is the bottom line here I know the performances have been improving but we need to win in Luxembourg for sure do you think they'll get it? I think they will. I think you've seen a little bit more kind of cohesion and confidence in the team. There's a little bit more of a settled look to the, to the starting lineup now that Stephen Kenny has been able to bring guys through the, the disaster he's had with COVID at the beginning of his tenure when players were dropping out left, right, and centre. That was a massive spanner in the works and would have been for any manager to deal with. So I think they've come through that. Um, they've got a bit more of a settled line. If you've got the likes of Callum Robinson coming in and doing well, you've got a Benny who did really well last night. And I know talking off air to you, you were very impressed with him. You've got Bazuno and Gold. They just have a bit more confidence and they're playing the ball on the ground a little bit more. It's far more enjoyable to watch, certainly from a spectator's point of view. Uh, I, I think, and I, well, I really hope they get the win on, on Sunday because if they don't, it will it will raise doubts and questions again. But I, I think they 
should get the win. The way they've been playing recently, they should get that win and hopefully that will be enough to keep Stephen Kenny in the job for a, for a bit longer. Let's hope they do. Now, moving to Rugby Union and the Autumn Series of Internationals involving all the home nations is ongoing, but we have the glamour tide this weekend in Dublin. The All Blacks are in town and we really shouldn't fear them at this stage given recent results. I know the beaters in the World Cup yeah, I mean, I suppose the famous win against uh, the All Blacks in, in 2018 with that Jacob Stockdale kind of set-piece try. Everybody remembers that one very fondly. Ireland had a very good win against Japan last week, and I think a lot of people were surprised by the nature of the rugby they played. Now, again, you can say it was Japan who, who didn't perform at all, but Ireland were quite expansive, and that was something that New Zealand boss Ian Foster commented on during the week about their more expansive game. Whether they'll, they'll be quite as expansive tomorrow remains to be seen. Will they revert back to something a bit more uh, restrictive and uh, a kicking game they've been playing quite a lot in recent years I think there is a recognition among you know the management group there that Ireland need to start evolving their game a little bit it had become quite stale under Joe Schmidt and, and teams have figured Ireland out a little bit but certainly New Zealand coming to, to town as you said Jerry, a full house it's going to be a really glamorous fixture uh, New Zealand obviously favourites as they would be but just looking at the numbers there they've played 13 tests since the beginning of July they've been away from home for 12 weeks that's a long time to be away and it's a lot of miles on the clock so perhaps there's a little bit of fatigue setting in there it'll be a tough game the hacker beforehand of course will be something magic as it always is and it'll be a great atmosphere and you know you'd have to make New Zealand favourites but it'll be really interesting to see what type of performance Ireland put in and if they'll be able to play with the same sort of freedom they did last week I don't expect to see them throwing the ball around a little bit or as much as they were last week but you'd like to see them having a bit of a go and we should be in for a cracking game you'd have to fancy New Zealand to just get the get the win but I think the performance is, is something that Ireland are going to have to look for here and it would be really important that they, they put something in place to build on for the new year after the back or off the back of that performance against Japan last weekend. Now let's finish off back home at Championship Fair. The highlights certainly this weekend are the Senior Hurling Championship semi-finals in Meath and both last year's champions, Trim and Ritoth, the runners-up, are involved in these semi-finals. Let's begin tomorrow with Ritoth against Kiltail. The interesting thing about both of these semi-finals is, is all four teams came out of Group A, and so they've all met each other already. Um, when Ratoth met Kiltail in the group, Ratoth won by four points, so a close enough game there. Uh, I'm going to give the nod to Kiltail on this one. I think Ratoth are missing um, Conor McGill and Ben McGowan out injured, so they're two big losses for Ratoth. And I just think Kiltail, given how close it was in the group, I just fancy those those couple of injuries might just uh, give Kiltail the upper hand. So I'm going to want to give them the nod in that one. And then on Sunday, the second semi-final, Champions Trim up against Kildalki. How do you see that one going, David? Trim and Kildalki also met in the group, as I said, and that ended in a draw. So really little to choose between any of these any of these games, any of these sides. Uh, I'm going to give the nod to Kildalki in this one purely because uh, Trim have, I think, 13 or 14 players on both panels, football and hurling. They have seven or eight starters on, the, on, the, on both teams as well. And they played in the intermediate final last weekend against Oldcastle. They won that game. No doubt there was a curtail celebration, but I suspect there was a there was a bit of a celebration going on in Trim last week after the football final because they'd lost the two previous years, as we mentioned last weekend. So I think maybe Trim might just be a little bit rusty. It might just have a bit of dirty diesel in the system that they, they mightn't just be able to blow out. And Kildaki obviously will be firing in all cylinders. So I think Kildaki and Kiltail will be the two teams to come through. But as I said, Jerry, really, really hard to call. They met already in the group and it was so tight. So uh, I'm going to give a tentative nod to Kildale and Kiltail and Kildaki to come through those two games. Yes, Sunday Sport with David Sheehan will feature that trim Kildalki game in the semi-final of the Mead Senior Hurling Championship. Plenty to look forward to this weekend, as usual. David Sheehan, thank you so much. Thanks, Jerry. Yes, David Sheehan will be back with us uh, this day week to look ahead at the action next weekend. And we thank him for his contribution to Late Lunch every single week. That's a lot on the show for another week. Eddie Caffrey is getting ready to bring you the drive. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio. Don't forget over the weekend, if you have a story for us, if you have a guest, if you want to get in touch with us on Late Lunch, it's latelunch at lmfm.ie, the email address, latelunch at lmfm.ie. Thanks to all our guests who joined us right through the week. We love their company, their stories and what they bring to the show. But especially to you, our listeners, who tune in every day, join in with us in competition, in the fun, comments, etc. You're a vital part of this show and we do appreciate your company. Have a nice weekend. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy whatever you're doing and do come back and join us for a brand new week of Late Lunch from Monday at 1.30. Take care of yourselves. Bye. 
The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada Dundalk and Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.